Are we recording now? We are indeed. Really? We're live, and but pre-recorded on, <laughs> on um, whatever we're uh, calling this new podcast. What are we calling this new podcast? I thought it was 4C or... 4C, okay. 4C, or was it Depod, <laughs> Decentralized Podcast? I think Ruben... See, what we're doing here, ladies and gents, is we have this cool podcast set up, and everyone from Singular DTV, when they feel so inspired to, will uh, sit down in front of this equipment here and record something so that we can share it with you, uh, the community. And right. this is our effort, actually, right now. It's me, Zach LeBeau, here. It's uh, G. Thomas Esme and Mayu Ray. Hello. So just to give you a little context here of, of who we're talking with, G. Thomas. Shall we, shall we introduce ourselves? Please. Okay. Well, I am G. Thomas, or G, because everybody seems to be really into the whole brevity thing. Uh, I'm Singular DTV's Director of Business Development, um, and, and I'm here today on uh, D-Pod or 4C. 4C Maybe is an 4C. inside joke, though. I don't know if it's a joke, but it's where this all started. Right. Apartment 4C was, is this little studio apartment where we had four or five people stuffed in there uh, working. Uh, I did not have a desk. I was working on the couch right. most days. You, 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 you caught the, the last, yeah, the last days of 4C. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right before Singular DTV really started hiring tons of people, it right. feels like. The company's grown a lot. Wow, it's, it, and it's happened so fast too. Because this time last year, 4C that was that was the place. That was the place. To, wow. That's that's where it was all happening. And um, yeah, once we got Simone and you in there, it was just too much. And it, two of us. Yeah. We looked for another office real quick. Another just a couple blocks down. Nice little small office, second floor of of, of the South Street Seaport. And then that got full. And now we're here. Now we're in uh, uh, on the fifth floor of uh, of Fulton here. Yeah, so. it's uh, it feels like a nice change now that we've got the the sp the spaceman in the lobby. It feels yeah. like home. Yep, we do have an astronaut in the lobby. It's true. Uh, Mayu, introduce yourself. Hi everyone. I'm Mayu. I am the project manager for Singular Japan or Singjay, as most people will know it. And I am here at the New York office experiencing everything from scratch and <laughs> learning about everything I can and bring it back. Transplanted from, from Japan. Yes, here. yes, I guess. And plant, plant the right seeds in Japan to make it grow. And how's it going here in New York for you? Oh, it's really fun. I mean, I'm enjoying all the, well, everyone, everyone around me is just giving me more inspiration and giving me a new idea every single day and I really like the whole atmosphere because finally I'm not working alone it doesn't feel like I'm working alone so that's a great thing that's for me good. I think that's I think that's one of the advantages of like a, a literally centralized office if you will where uh, it's fun to do this working from a home thing but I, I've heard a uh, from a number of friends working at startups where they're kind of scattered, it does make it very difficult to develop that, that camaraderie with your, with your fellow team members. Yeah, we, we had an LA team. We had, we, well, we had our LA team come here, most of them, last week. The amount of stuff that we got done was just, we got done more in that week of sitting in this conference room 
then we have the entire month of correspondence over Zoom or, or telephone or email. You just can't compare it, really. And that's one of our biggest barriers, I think, is that we can't get everyone from all over the world in one place uh, long enough. Um, it's just not possible. Not with yeah. everybody in New Zealand and Romania and Hong Kong and Japan and Puerto Rico and Los Angeles and Brazil, New York. <laughs> it's, it's pretty amazing, actually. Yeah, we're uh, quite geographically diverse. What, uh, so, so what are we covering today? What are we, what are we gonna do? Uh, I think we were gonna talk a bit about Singular X. Okay. Right, right. Uh, a little bit of that. It's hard to tell because we've spent so much time on building out internal infrastructure, putting the right teams in place, really getting the nuts and bolts of everything uh, sound. And we haven't spent as much time on community management and development actually, which, uh, which um, I, th I think is kind of a sore point from what, from what I hear on Reddit and, you know. Yeah. I mean, this this period of uh, explosive growth for singular DTV means we have to do a lot of housekeeping. Um, we have to we have HR policies and stuff now in order to continue to, to grow the, the team and scale out exponentially. Yeah. Um, but I think we're we're over that period of, of growing pains now, and we're uh, we're ready to go back out and, and talk more about what we've been busy doing over the past few months. Now our, our entertainment team really uh, is starting to feel pretty pretty massive with the number of people we, we have who are uh, working in the entertainment department. Uh, and they all bring very valuable insights from working in distribution in film. So uh, the feeling is with EtherVision, we can provide this, this portal for artists to distribute their content directly to their fans but if we're doing that, we also need to find a way to connect these artists with the services that they're accustomed to a distributor providing. Um, and, and that hasn't been easy. It's a, it's a challenge that I think we're still tackling now, but it's going to really elevate the, the professional level of, of our distribution portal. Yep. It's not like we're providing people a, a YouTube, we're providing them something on par with Netflix. On par with Netflix, on par with a never-before-seen rights management system, an interface for for marketing, and it's so many things actually. It's, it's amazing how many minds it, it is taking uh, to to put EtherVision together. Yeah, from so many different departments now. It's amazing. Programming, entertainment division, but not only in the entertainment division. It's Within entertainment, it's entertainment finance. It's it's entertainment. It's at the acquisitions. It's it's the content. It's it's the original productions. Then there's the biz dev team with the tokenomics. Right. It's it's a massive effort, and you know this is another thing too. There's so much going on under the hood right now that when we actually start to put all these applications, the singular DTV suite of applications together into this overall platform, things are going to start speeding up pretty quickly and there's going to be news and announcements just flowing out just naturally every single every single day probably every week for sure you know once EtherVision we turn that on uh, the beta especially to version 1.0 it's gonna be pretty exciting but there's a lot of 
a lot of grinding that goes on, uh, head down sort of grinding until then, and that's where we're at. I totally agree with that. Um, also, what was very interesting with the conversations we had with the entertainment team was factors they haven't thought about. Let's say, oh, how do we market to an Asian group? They might like a different kind of website or whatnot. Mm. So I feel like the whole UI and when we do, let's say, if we have the alpha testing, when we do alpha testing, we could also put that into account. And from that, we could see, okay, what works best for everyone or do we need to kind of adjust it according to each region? Because at the end of the day, some regions might like a very different version because we've seen that mm -hmm. in Netflix and yeah. Spotify as well. They sometimes try to cater for a region or they want to make it a standardized version. In most cases, it doesn't really appeal well to Asia. And I feel like our market will be very big in Asia. We're, we're actually going down the route of doing both. Mm -hmm. Designing one overall international, hopefully universal system, a new sort of user experience philosophy that could, that could work for everyone. But we're also going down the route of designing for particular regions, cultures, languages. And we'll, uh, we'll put both to the test and see how, see how they respond. For, so what Singular DTV could do is really provide a new decentralized solution where we have this new standard and that becomes, how should I say, the entry to how decentralized platforms should look like. And that would be amazing if we did something like that. It's exciting, it's exciting what's going on in Japan. I think that you know, all of our, you know, we know this just intuitively anyway, but we've done a lot of market research as well. And, hired certain consultant companies to give us data, things like that. The most progressive place in the world right now is Asia on so many different levels, yeah. culturally, technologically, blockchain-wise especially. Blockchain especially. Um, I, I've been very excited learning more about um, the, the Japanese film industry from, yeah. from you, Mayu, and, and from some of our other colleagues. Um, just indie film in Japan is completely different than how we think of indie yeah. film here in the US. There's such this huge divide between what what's an independent film that this scrappy Japanese filmmaker has put together for, for a very low price just to get it made um, versus what a studio film is, as opposed to this middle ground that indies typically operate in in the US. Uh, it's kind of like wink wink nudge nudge it's it's independent but we've also lined up a lot of uh, big companies in hollywood behind this independent production we've identified the theme genre and budget level of of independent films to invest in and support in japan that i think will make just yes, a huge impact because definitely. there's there's a void there there's a there's, there's a vacuum of of this kind of content at this with these particular themes at this budget level, they don't exist in Japan right now. No, definitely not. And that's sort of like one of the most exciting things right yeah. now because we get to go in there with the Singular Japan Entertainment Fund and just support really awesome and exciting uh, Japanese filmmakers to make the kind of content that, to make the type of films and TV they couldn't because no one will fund them because the gatekeepers pretty much have all that, all that locked up.
You know, you have to make a certain type of film or television show about a certain type of thing. And if you stray from that spectrum of comfortability, it's never going to happen. So I'm excited to see what what sort of creations are going to come out of Japan based yeah. on the fund that uh, that we've set up there. A whole new wave of artists, a whole new wave of, of films, completely different than, than what's existed in, in Japan previously. One of the big questions I've heard from the community is, well, how does Sing J uh, enrich or add value to Sing Goals? We launched Singular Japan to raise to raise funds to support Japanese artists and filmmakers to create content for the Japanese audience. Singular Japan will have its own EtherVision channel, its own distribution channel, and this token, SingJ, is tied to Singles, and the transaction fees from Singular Japan, from SingJ, will of course be embedded and go to the Singles token. So it's, it's a mother-child token relationship, and we're starting to use that terminology because singles is the mother token, and we're starting to create all these child tokens. Yeah, um, I think a, a good way of explaining it, because um, I've heard this as well, why are you guys at, at Singular doing original content and stuff like that, which I think is also tied to this question of how does Singular Japan add value to our ecosystem. Um, Singular DTV is really doing two related things in parallel. We're, we're building the technology to create this decentralized film industry, or more broadly, creative industry. Uh, and then we're also funding original content in order to brand our platform. Traditionally, that's how Netflixes have been successful. You create the type of content that brings fans to your distribution portal, and that's what excites them, is the fact that there's this original content that they can't get anywhere else. So we, uh, we need to do both in parallel, and also because we're, we're just as excited to test out all of the technology we're building as anyone else. And um, I think to, to prevent ourselves from becoming just another version of a Hollywood mega studio, it's important for us to cede some of that responsibility for creating creative content to, to other entities. Hence, Singular Japan. It's our efforts to decentralize our content production. We, as, uh, as Western filmmakers, shouldn't necessarily predict or decide what a Japanese audience is going to respond to. Yeah. And by putting in place a whole new team of creatives who can, who can create this content, we're distributing the, the responsibility and, and empowering artists around, around the globe. In addition to Singular Japan or Sing J, we are going to be launching Singular Hong Kong, and then Singular Brazil, and then on and on and on. Wherever that we are, we're getting the path of least resistance and the most enthusiasm, then it makes sense to to go there and start these regional mega production nodes. Uh, Singular Japan has helped so far add twenty one more than twenty one thousand ether to Singular DTV's ability to to create. Produce uh, original content that will be featured, um, at least for a time, exclusively on EtherVision. Okay, so this is interesting because all the original content, okay, everything is tokenized. Every single piece of entertainment content is tokenized. Uh, that's how our rights management system works. We have 
we have developed a way to take intellectual property and to program it into data vessels that we call tokens and then supply an interface to the creatives to uh, manage and administer the rights, the revenue, the royalties, the residuals of that IP, okay? So we tokenize everything. When EtherVision launches, we'll have projects out there, movies out there that um, uh, of course are tokenized, but it's only under the hood because we're showcasing how this new revolutionary rights revenue management system works. We'll have more public-facing tokens that interact with the public to test certain tokenomic models and theories. And again, the entire point really is to build these sustainable entertainment economies and to prove that, because if we can do that between artists and their audience, then we can do that with anything and everything, and we have the blueprint for a universal basic income model, which would be a hell of a thing to to contribute energy to uh, while we're here for this very short temporary time on this planet. So I think it's amazing to prove it with creative industries yes. as well. So child tokens. So technically, all of our original content will be child tokens, part of our intellectual property library, which is a base token itself, owns or under the umbrella of the singles token. So of course, all transactions, all fees, all anything and everything flow up through the intellectual property tokens and uh, uh, into the intellectual property library up into the singles token. So everything really does have singles as the center of the single DTV metaverse that we're creating here. Right, uh, for example, with, with our original content, um, we're, we're the entertainment team is working to figure out what percentage of tokens will belong to Singular DTV versus which percentage of tokens will belong to the artists. We want to strike a more equitable and transparent deal than exists in Hollywood today. These tokens will will act like real points on the film, not the the made up points that, that get stuck in contracts largely today. Um, but, uh, but that will also be another source of, of income for Singular DTV. It's not just the transaction fees for our original productions. It's also Singular DTV has an ownership stake in these films because we've been producing them, shepherding them through development, production, and then now distributing them on our platform. And basically telling the world that here is the style and creative philosophy of Singular DTV's original content production, really. Everyone, well, Netflix has its projects and its original content and style, and so does Hulu, and so does Amazon, and, and, uh, and uh, now us. So. Yeah, I think we have a pretty exciting, out there kind of voice, so <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to, um, to, to seeing more of our original content. A lot of it, um, w with the exception of the documentary we're working on, is still in, in production uh, or, or pre-production. So it's early stages, but it's a lot of very exciting screenplays, very exciting artists to be working with. So let's talk a little bit about some of these child tokens that we've got, because we've, we've mentioned Singular Japan, SingJ. You mentioned at the very beginning SingX. We have the rental token. We mm -hmm. have a number of other things. We should probably talk a little bit about that. Where should we start? Singular X, maybe? Singular X would be a good start. Sing X. So that's our decentralized exchange that we launched with Centrality. And it launched last November. 
It's our experiment to create a truly decentralized application, uh, a truly community-owned application, because that's a, ultimately where we want to bring Singular DTV, EtherVision, everything we do. Singular X represents our ability to start to do that. So what, what, what we plan with Singular X is to open source it and to basically give all the Singular X, all the Sing X tokens away so that it's truly a community-owned right. uh, exchange. And it's, yeah. it's, it's airdropping the Sing X token into the Singles token so the Singles token holders can then hold and benefit from Sing X. Right, it's, um, it's I think a new approach to uh, rewards that we're taking, um, where uh, Singular DTV is capable of, of doing quite a bit in terms of building this whole decentralized entertainment industry now, so we want to make sure that our, our token holders benefit from it as well. Um, I think it would be helpful to talk more about what the SingX token represents, though, and, and how it will function uh, in order to explain how this will become a truly uh, fan and community-owned platform. Um, and the, effectually, what the, the SingX token represents is all of the transaction fees generated on, on SingularX on a daily basis, which um, we've seen a nice spike in, in trading in the, in the past few months. So I think uh, everyone's going to be very excited to get their SingX tokens. I hope so. I'm excited to, to, to see. It's, it's really great to see the transaction fees being automatically pushed into the SingX contract, the reward contract. And with Tokit, you can just, you know, after you watch the SingX address, so the SingX token shows up in your wallet, you can then go in there and, and basically see how, how many fees are embedded in the SingX token. We've got 10 million SingX tokens. Singular DTV owns 50% of those. The mm -hmm. other 50% are to centrality. Singular DTV will push all of its SingX tokens into the singles token. Centrality will push their SingX tokens into the SENS token. And then we open source everything. And then it's, it's truly a, a community-owned application. And yeah, it's, it's running, it's working now. There's, there's volume on it. There are, there's Ether going into the SingX token on a daily basis. And hopefully the community will want to use this, will want to use SingularX, will tell people about it. And uh, maybe you can uh, get busier and busier. There's, there's, you know, there's a lot of, lot of room for growth. I, I think it's exciting how these tokens started as basically uh, an accounting tool between Centrality and Singular DTV, um, and then we realized we we could just give them away to the community. We yeah. could create a, a healthier, more robust trading community that way by by not concentrating. All of uh, all of this value in one place, but sharing it with the people who are who are creating value on our platform. Absolutely, this really is the heart and the essence of our rewards program that we've been talking about. And people keep keep asking what's going on with it, what's happening. It's it's taking these child tokens and embedding them, pushing them into the singles token for all of the singles token holders. So we've got we're we're going to do this with Sing X, we're going to do this with Sing J, we're going to do it with Rental. It's very exciting. It is. What's really cool is I, I, we're going to do this in May. We're going to take a snapshot of the singles token of all addresses 
uh, sometime in May. We'll, we'll talk more about when uh, a little bit later. Pretty but soon. this Pretty soon. I think so, yeah. Uh, and everyone will want to have all their singles moved into a single DTV Lite wallet or a Tokit wallet uh, for this snapshot. If you have your singles on an exchange, the snapshot's not really going to register with you, and you're not going to get your SingX tokens. Um, Now's a, a good time to talk about the merits of decentralized exchanges like yeah. SingularX over centralized exchanges. Uh, I certainly don't want to throw any names of centralized exchanges out there, but it's frustrating when all of a sudden you need to move your tokens off of a centralized exchange and the fees have been hiked up, the withdrawal oh, yeah. fees. So... Uh, I think this is this is just another illustration of why it's uh, important to use decentralized exchanges like Singular. When you have your your value locked up in a decentralized smart contract, you might not be able to. Get... I think you still need to withdraw, but at least you yeah. don't have the you don't have the oh we're going to charge you an arbitrary number of tokens sure. that you thought you owned to move it off of our exchange. You're just paying gas fees to interact with the mm -hmm. smart contract. Right. But basically, move your singles into a single DTV light wallet or a token wallet or what, what's some other good ones out there that would register these tokens? My Ether wallet. Yeah, my Ether wallet. Well, or what, Does MetaMask the, work? MetaMask should work fine. Uh, if you've got your singles stored on a nano ledger, you should be good to go. Um, just... Uh, a unique wallet address that you own and control, yeah. not not an exchange that's owned and controlled by someone else. We are going to publish some information on our blog, on yes. our Medium blog, that will have more details. But basically, once the SingX tokens are airdropped, then SingX token holders will be able to go and yeah, see see their pro rata portion of the value that SingularX is generating, and hopefully through their participation and their continued participation that value will grow and uh, yeah good right. experiment and, and I think we've already seen a lot of very positive interaction with SingularX from the community uh, since we we launched it in in beta version we've got a lot of very helpful feedback from the community who wanted to help improve this thing so I think it's 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 fair and it's right that we give them uh, a piece of what they've helped to create so that they can help to improve it even further. What is the what are the numbers? It's primarily overwhelmingly used by uh, people in Japan, right? Ninety percent. Is it? Yes, ninety percent. Ninety percent of users are from yeah. Japan. Miguel was showing us the the numbers the other day. Ninety percent. Yes. So I also do some ticketing, and primarily I get ticketings from Japan with singular X questions. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting how our company has evolved uh, with regard to uh, a Japanese team. Yes. You know, we, we actually have Definitely. translators here, interpreters uh, in the mm -hmm. office in New York. Yeah. You know, working full time. <laughs> Translation has been a really huge undertaking uh, for us because with, with blockchain, a lot of these words are being made up by the blockchain community. So yeah. when you want to move to a language other than English, it's not necessarily an easy transition because you have to you have to decide what how are you going to talk about these terms that exist only in the blockchain world in these other languages like like Japanese. Yes, definitely because there there would be some way, some words I would translate differently and I'll have to consult with my other 
friends and people in the office who do Japanese and know Japanese well and we would have an ongoing one hour discussion what words should we use oh how what kind of words should we use instead in Tokit and how we should change that a specific word into something else for singular x just because we know the market is different and we want to provide the best translation for each product so at the end of the day translation is so important and if we just did a manual translation let's say through google translate it would not make any <laughs> sense <laughs> all right so we've got we're airdropping sing x probably this month right may well, yes it's may well, may 1st today okay so definitely in may cool and what about sing j when do we airdrop those that's a very good question probably closer to when a singular japan channel launches yes that would probably. be ideal yeah yeah i think uh stay tuned for some exciting announcements about the the team that's being put together in japan to help lead singular japan along with mayu as well as some mm -hmm. uh content that we'll be producing there and then get ready but we've got the rental token right uh from our rentalist app which actually is going great it's in a it's in a private beta right now in new york city it's busy it's 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 in the black and uh can we talk about how we're structuring the rental token uh are we able to right now say something about it i i think it's it's a little early to go into super deep into detail okay we, i, I we mean legally because we're okay right. I'll, I'll just mention that we're going down a regulated securities route for the rental token that's all i'm going to say it's, uh, it's very exciting because this could be, everyone in the cryptosphere is so concerned about like, well, how is regulation going to quash this stuff? And I think with, with Rentalist, we're finding that's not the case, that there is a path forward in there order is. to create uh, a legal, securitized framework, uh, which is totally, totally okay with, with the regulators. Uh, it's not necessarily an easy process because everything we're talking about is brand new. Yeah. Um, That's but, why uh, things take a little bit longer mm -hmm. because <laughs> it's brand new and we the things that we meet that we have to go through or hurdle over are constant. There's a lot of education that we need to do. <laughs> okay, so, so just to remind everyone, Rentalist is one of our production applications. It's kind of like an Airbnb style peer-to-peer -peer, uh, entertainment equipment, crew services hiring, uh, location services hiring application. You know, I, I can just hear Amrita from Compliance saying, <laughs> stop talking about this right now. <laughs> well, when it's ready to talk about, we'll talk about it. But it's exciting. Rentalist is an awesome application. It really yeah, is. Uh, it's, it's a great way for people to get films made without having to pay an arm and a leg. Yeah, uh, And it's a way for... Uh, people who are crewing on independent sets all the time to take the equipment that that they've bought and monetize it during their downtime. Well, right, because all of our all of my film equipment right now is in in the rentalist storage being rented out because I'm not using it. Right. So, that's amazing. People, people are starting to catch on here in New York City. So, once our private beta is ready to go national, international, yeah, we'll let everyone know. So, what else? There's lots of stuff going on. We're just scratching the surface. Ladies and gentlemen, we do have about 70 team members working with us right now. 
and it, the the buzz and the energy that's going on from day to day just in the New York City office alone is is just it's nonstop. It's super infectious. It's it's really uh, inspiring, and we could basically go 24/7 on on Zoom or on calls <laughs> all over the world in in our different offices, uh, nonstop. What else would be good to to talk about, or should we just uh, wrap this one up? And uh, I can just feel all the questions that we haven't answered that uh, we'll be hearing about very shortly. Mm-hmm. We should maybe, probably address those. Maybe that's how we can structure the next one of these things. We we get uh, some feedback on the podcast. I don't understand what you guys were talking about at this point here, and we can address that next time. Sounds good. Maybe that's the framework for these things moving forward. <laughs> yeah, that might be the most easiest way to for us to engage with everyone else. Cool. Well, we'll encourage everyone here in the office when they have something to say or, or they feel inspired mm-hmm. to jump in front of, of these microphones and, and just, yeah, tell the community a little bit about what they're doing. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, and a good way for the community to meet our constantly expanding team all right thanks g thanks maya thank you thanks to our producer michelle thanks michelle and this was one installment of the singular dtv 4c podcast series the title sounds sounds official we need a theme song can you can you work on that michelle (laughs) (laughs) that's good that's good Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're lingering. Bye. Bye.